incidents, mystery, murder, and magic, and here's your host, Andrea Hey y'all, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Mystery, Murder, and Magic. Here it is, it's winter solstice, and the holidays, they're coming right at us. Well, this isn't a typical Christmas story, but it's a good one, so grab a warm drink and relax while I tell it to you. So back in the early 90s, I worked at our local grocery store. We had that typical cheesy music stuff playing over the stereo system throughout the store, but around Thanksgiving, it would change over to holiday music. Most of the time I tune it out while I work, but one in particular caught my attention one day, or maybe I should say it was one particular line of a song that caught my attention. It goes, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Does that sound familiar to you? It's from Andy Williams' 1963 hit, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. I was like, well, that's weird, but I went on about my work, and I just didn't really think about it until the next time it came on, and there was a co-worker that was standing close by, so I asked him, I said, are they saying ghost stories? We were fascinated by it, but, you know, there wasn't Google or internet or anything like that back then, so I just kind of let it go into the far corners of my mind, you know, just pushed it right out of the way. But then earlier this month, I saw a meme on Facebook that said something like, make telling ghost stories a Christmas tradition again. So it renewed my interest. Now we do have the internet and Google, so I took that as my cue to look into it. Now it's your choice to believe what I found in my research, but all sources pointed to the same origin. Christians celebrate Christmas as the birth of Christ, but before it was Christmas, it was the pagan celebration of winter solstice or Yule festivals. Now, let me take a minute or two to explain what Yule is if you're unfamiliar. Yule is the ancient tradition of celebrating the winter solstice. According to the Farmer's Almanac, winter solstice always occurs on December 21st or 22nd each year in the Northern Hemisphere. Yule is celebrated around the world. In Scandinavia, it's celebrated by lighting logs. So maybe you're familiar with the term Yule log. Those burning logs were in remembrance of the light of the sun. It was interesting to learn that in some areas of that region, there's darkness around the clock during the month of January. Anyway, after the fires burned out in that Yule log, They'd keep a piece of the log for good luck and then throw it in the fire on the following Yule. In England, Germany, France, and other European countries, the Yule log was burned until only the ashes remained. The Romans had their own holiday they celebrated around the same time, but it was called Saturnalia. Their celebration began on December 17th and ran for seven days. As you might have guessed from the name, Saturnalia honored the planet Saturn. In more modern times, including now, the Yule log is still burned. Dinners are shared as a coming together of family and friends, and gifts are exchanged. Did you know that the Christmas ham that we eat today is a reflection of the Yule boar? Most of us have a Christmas tree in our living rooms or other part of the house. This too started as a pagan tradition. It represented the tree of life and was decorated with items found in nature like pine cones, berries, and other fruits. Mistletoe is a popular item seen hanging from the ceilings of doorways, or ceilings and doorways, sorry about that, during the holidays. 
But back during the early times, the mistletoe represented the female element. So the green leaves represent the fertility of the mother goddess, and the white berries represent the seed of the forest god. On most streets, homes are decorated with lights, and the dining room tables are adorned with candles. In ancient times, people would light candles to summon the sun, because the days were short and cold. So I kind of got sidetracked with all the pagan to modern um, tradition. So I'm going to reel it back in and get back to the point. So the Puritanical Christians wanted to get away from the pagan and even Catholic traditions. The Puritans pretty much pooped on anything that was viewed as fun. Even though they really tried hard to eliminate the celebrations, it was still celebrated in the New England colonies, but it wasn't just as large-scaled as it was back in England. They came up with Christmas to be celebrated around the same time as winter solstice and Yule so that Christianity would be embraced. So what about those ghost stories? Why tell them at Christmas or Yule or winter solstice? We tend to tell ghost stories in modern days at Halloween or camping out or at sleepovers. Um, The tradition of ghost stories at the winter holidays has been traced back to as early as 1589 in plays written by Christopher Marlowe and William Shakespeare. So fast forward a little to 1843 when Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol, was first published. Most all of us know this story, but for those who don't, I'll give you a quick breakdown. So it features this old miserly man named Ebenezer Scrooge. He owns a counting house, which is similar to a bank, I think. And he has an employee named Bob Cratchit. Scrooge is quite the grumpy fellow who can't part with his precious money for charity or to pay for the coals to heat his office or his apartment. One night when he's sitting in that cold apartment, he's visited by the ghost of his deceased business partner. His name was Jacob Marley. Marley informs him that three ghosts will visit him and then he disappears. Scrooge falls asleep. So he woke up just before the first ghost, who was the ghost of Christmas past, shows up. They journey through Scrooge's past. After seeing several scenes from his past, Scrooge begins to cry and the ghost returns him to his bed. The next ghost, the ghost of Christmas present, takes Scrooge to see what will happen at Christmas this year. So he sees Tiny Tim, the son of his employee, Bob Cratchit. Tiny Tim's kindness warmness just it warmed scrooge's heart so near the end of his visit the ghost of christmas present shows scrooge two starving children and then he vanishes soon scrooge is visited by the third ghost and that's the christmas the ghost of christmas yet to come this spooky fella shows him scenes of a man's death but he doesn't tell him who it is After begging to know his name, Scrooge finds himself standing in a churchyard, and the ghost is pointing at a grave. Now, imagine Scrooge is surprised to find his own name on the tombstone. He pleads with the spirit. He said he'll do anything to change, you know, he's going to change his cruel ways. Just please change this outcome. You know, he don't want to die a lonely old man. So, next thing he knows, he's back in his bed. So... After he, you know, he thinks about what all the three ghosts had shown him, he decides to change for the better. So, among other good deeds, he sends a huge turkey to the Cratchit residence, and at future Christmases, he honors Christmas 
gives gifts to the poor, and treats Tiny Tim as his own son. Dickens went on to publish several other ghost stories in the 19th century. But still, why ghost stories at this time of the year? The night of winter solstice is the longest night of the year, and many believe it to be the day most likely for spirits and ghosts to be to be visiting us like they walk in the earth. Sadly, that tradition in the United States started to disappear at the turn of the 20th century. However, as late as 1915, ghost stories could still be found in Christmas publications and mentioned in that 1963 song by Andy Williams that I mentioned earlier. But it hasn't completely disappeared everywhere. Even up to recently, that tradition of ghost stories at Christmas has been mentioned on British TV. Well, now you know the origins of the old-time tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas time. I want to thank you for listening in on my first episode. If you have an episode idea, like comments or questions or anything, email me. That email address is mysterymurdermagic. And that's no spaces, no dots, no nothing. It's just mystery murder magic with a K on the end of magic at gmail.com.